You're listening to Charla Comunitaria. This is your host, Audio Ortiz. Our guest today on Charla Comunitaria, three distinguished women leaders in our community. Our theme today is the wisdom and the strength of women leadership. Each one of them will give us insight based on their individual experiences, leadership roles, and their leadership styles. They will answer questions to let us know through those questions how they perceive themselves and how they want others to get to know them and their work in the community. Through their example, many of us as women will be inspired to learn from their experiences, sacrifices, and service. I have with me Delia Marrero, Executive Director of YWCA Bethlehem, Anna Smith, Director, Community Action Development Bethlehem, Rachel Leon, Councilwoman Bethlehem City Council. Durante nuestra entrevista, queremos ofrecer la oportunidad única de la experiencia de estas tres mujeres representantes de nuestra comunidad en diversas áreas de servicio. Estaremos hablando hoy en charla comunitaria sobre el tema de la sabiduría y fuerza de nuestro liderato femenino en Bethlehem y en el Lehigh Valley. El objetivo de hoy es que muchas más mujeres hispanas en nuestra comunidad y de otras nacionalidades, al igual que eh, nuestras mujeres hispanas, se motiven a ser líderes y tomen las riendas de nuestro gobierno, nuestras empresas, nuestros non-profits, porque nosotros creemos en el poder y en la sabiduría y fuerza del liderato femenino. Y como muestra, no es tan solo un botón. Aquí tenemos a tres líderes ejemplares, Delia, Ana, Rachel. Welcome to Charla Comunitaria. Vamos a comenzar hablando. Cada una va a tener su oportunidad y podemos también hablar todas las mismas vez porque esto no es ningún sistema único ni nada de eso. Lo que queremos es que las personas, yo siempre creo que las personas deben conocer al ser humano que está detrás de cada título que ustedes tienen porque representan una fuerza inmensa en nuestra comunidad. Ustedes, Delia, hábleme un poquito sobre ti. Lo que tú sientas decir para que el público sepa quién es Delia Marrero. My name is Delia. Um, I'm I'm a lifelong resident of the Lehigh Valley. I grew up in the South Side. Um, and then we moved to Allentown, and then I moved back to Bethlehem. I'm now the first Latina executive director of the YWCA Bethlehem in its 96-year history. Pero mira cómo ella lo dice, como que eso es algo grande, muchacha. Como que tú eres la primera Latina. Dime algo más de eso. Dime. Um, no sé qué más decirte. Es, no soy una persona que le gusta hablar mucho sobre mí misma. Mejor me gusta compartir las historias de otras personas y, y darle el crédito a la gente que acepta. Pero nosotros más. queremos conocerte a ti. Ay, no, pero pues yo... Entonces vamos a dejar que tus compañeras luego un poquito vamos a hablar más de eso también. Porque yo es importante ser la primera latina en 96 años del YWCA es algo grande porque esta, esta agencia, este non-profit, ayuda a tanta gente en nuestra comunidad. Así que eso no es cualquier cosa. Eso es algo grande, un logro grandioso. Y yo estoy muy orgullosa de que tú hayas tenido esta oportunidad y yo sé que vas a hacer grandes cosas. ¿Y cómo ha sido esta experiencia de, de liderar esta organización? ¿Ha sido fácil? ¿Cómo tú has podido hacerlo? It's been a learning experience. The first time I'm in a role like this, executive director um, and any kind of like leadership position that puts me 
for lack of a better term, at the top of the organization because that's what the role is. And it's just been trying to figure out what my leadership style is. Everybody's always telling you, like, are you this kind of leader? And I don't really know that I have the right answer for that. So I don't really know you know any of that but I try to bring my lived experience like so I'm a single mom and I was a high school dropout and a college graduate and I was able to purchase a home and in that time of me figuring out what I was going to be doing with my life I have a lot of lived experience with different programs and organizations and also working in the nonprofit sector so I kind of try to look at it as what's worked, what hasn't worked, where are the spaces where we can improve as organizations, and how do we have really hard conversations about our roles in the community, and how do we move forward and keep up with the changes in our times? Because I think sometimes in the nonprofit sector, we can't, we don't get the time to pause and actually look at what we're doing and how we're doing it, and keeping up with the changes of, of our communities, like poverty in the 50s looked very different than it does today. And sometimes our models haven't adapted as quickly um, as we need to. But in the sector itself, we're resilient is where we, we figure out how to pivot quickly with little funds and little support and just get it done, right? So um, I think that ties into just my lived experience as a person, um, as a mother, as you know, a friend and a community member, so. What is the advice to women in in balancing whatever leadership role you might have. And that's going to be the same question for all of you, like, you know, when we get in your personal life. How can you juggle all that stuff? I think there's this, like, false sense of balance. Like, uh, we were uh, discussing this. Like, you don't balance. Like, you figure out how to make things work. I think something I'm really good at is saying no I love to say no, especially if it doesn't make sense for I me. I have to learn to say that. Um, and, and just being comfortable with that. Not everybody likes when you say no, but setting that boundary because like, you can't really balance being in charge of an organization and being a, having a life. and fam- like You have to set those boundaries so that you can take that time to yourself. And when... I'm on vacation. I'm not responding to emails unless it's burning down. Like it, it the work is going to be there. So I think for me, it's just like there's, there's this false sense of like we're balancing and we're doing things. Like no, at some point, I'll if I'm trying to do too much, something's going to fall through the cracks. Um, so for me, it's like b- being able to say no, accepting that that no is okay, and then just doing what I can do. Right? I'm just one person. Is because I'm reading in your biography that. Your mother, two daughters, were in Freedom High School, graduates, right? Mm-hmm. And soon to be abuela. Coco. We going with Coco. <laughs> Coco. Coco. ¿Dónde salió eso y Coco? Coco. Coco bean. Oh. <laughs> well, that's so wonderful. Uh, and we're going to continue talking to Delia, but let me go to... Aquí tenemos Anna Smith. Anna? You're the Director of Community Action Development in Bethlehem. Tell me a bit more in your own words about you. All right. Well, 
<clears throat> uh, like Delia, I'm a native of Southside Bethlehem. I was born and raised here, went to all the local schools, a proud graduate of Brockle Middle School and Liberty High School. And I, I left Bethlehem for a little while to go off to college and then uh, had the opportunity to spend about four years in Chile, uh, where I, I taught at Technical Professional University, which was an incredible experience, but uh, ultimately decided to move back to, to Bethlehem and brought my husband along with me. I dragged him away from the beaches of Chile and <laughs> convinced him that Bethlehem was the best place to live in um, the U.S. And, uh, you know, when I, I got here, I found myself working at Community Action I've always been engaged in the community in some way or another because my mom dragged me to community meetings from the time I could walk, I think. And so I grew up coloring or reading books in the back of meetings, but taught the importance of getting involved and speaking up and participating in community life in whatever way um, you know I would have the privilege of doing so. And so I got involved as soon as I got back and, and I think I've been involved ever since. Gosh, that was about seven years now that I've been back in Bethlehem and, and very happy to live and work and raise my kids in, all in the same neighborhood right here on the South Side. I see that you ha- you're married to Cesar. He, he also works here in the school district, right? Mm-hmm. Sí, es una de las cosas de mi familia es que igual, al igual que mi mamá que siempre ha estado trabajando en asuntos comunitarios, mi marido César también eh, fue trabajó como coordinador de la escuela comunitaria en Marvine Elementary y ahora está en Liberty, pero participa de mucha actividad en la comunidad y, y debo decir que todo lo que yo hago y puedo hacer en la comunidad es gracias al, a la red de apoyo que tengo en mi casa, que es mi esposo, que son mis papás que viven así cinco minutos de mí aquí en el Southside wow. y eh, es muy importante tener ese apoyo para poder contribuir a la comunidad que muchas veces tengo que trabajar no sé en la noche ir a un evento y anoche por ejemplo mi papá y mi marido estaban cuidando a los niños mientras mi mamá y yo fuimos a una reunión comunitaria y esa red de apoyo es, es lo que hace posible todo esto um, uno no, no lo puede hacer solo o sea que que básicamente la fuerza y, y la y la sabiduría, wisdom and strength of the women leadership also depends on the wisdom of the men behind the women too. So, because because sometimes, you know, that helps in not only the men, the family that is mm-hmm. behind them. So, well, I'm learning, you know, I'm trying to connect these, this message over in, 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 in with your experiences. And also, tú tienes, ¿cuántos niños tú tienes? ¿Y cómo se llama? Tengo dos. Um, mi hija se llama Inés, le decimos Nechi, y ella va a cumplir cuatro años la próxima semana. Y tengo un hijo, Camilo, y él va a cumplir dos años en enero. Así que están muy chiquititos. Pero ellos me inspiran eh, a, a trabajar todos los días para mejorar nuestra comunidad. Y, y yo siempre pienso eh, qué ejemplo estoy dando a mi hija especialmente, que ella es la mayor. Y mostrarle que... Eh, una mujer puede trabajar, participar de la comunidad eh, y también estar bien conectada con sus hijos. Um, no sé, no, no quiero decir hacerlo todo, intentamos hacerlo todo y realmente no es posible <ríe> hacerlo todo, pero intentar y, y darle ese ejemplo a mi hija, um, para mí, los dos hijos, es, es muy importante. Así que, sí. En, tengo... Ya tú me habías este, 
ilustrado aquí en, en tu biografía este, de tus estudios y de Chile. Lo que tú habías hecho anterior en Bethlehem era más o menos igual, pero aún, aún no al, al grado en que tú estás. Ahora tú diriges esta organización. Antes, este, igual que yo le pregunté a Delia, este, porque algunas veces nosotros como mujeres, pues, um, decimos, ah, eso como que se está muy como muy grande o, o de eso ¿Cómo, cómo, cómo será eso no quiero fracasar o sea nosotros algunas veces te lo digo porque lo he hecho yo algunas veces este nos ponemos algunas veces nosotras mismas trabas y algunas veces otras mujeres nos ponen trabas pero no, no, no meten el pie para que nos quedemos reventar vamos a ponerlo así nosotros como mujeres tenemos que apoyarnos en esto qué tú dirías de, del apoyo que has recibido de otras mujeres líderes en este tu, tu nuevo rol aquí en la comunidad. Well, I think that um, imposter syndrome is real. The first time I um, took a position of leadership, I thought I wasn't qualified for it, and I questioned my ability. Not that I didn't think I could do it. I thought I could do the the little details of the job, but I thought, who am I to step into a position of leadership and tell other people what to do and what makes my ideas worth, um, you know, pursuing? How am I going to know the right thing to do? And I, I think the thing that I realized through years of community work is that it's not about you as the individual. It's about the team you create around you and who you listen to and how you connect uh, with your community. And if you are able to make those connections, Connections. And, you know, two of the people who I talk with some of the most about our Southside Project are sitting right next to me today. You build your team and your community and um, they guide you and support you. And all, you know, all you have to do is lift up that common vision and voice when you have the opportunity to do so um, due to, you know, a formal position of leadership. And the more you build a team around you in which you trust, uh, the easier it gets to, I think, lead um, with integrity and with the confidence that you know you're doing um, the right thing for the community and so for me it's all about that that support network and that team thank you Anna now we are going to take a break and we're going to have Rachel Leon back in Charla Comunitaria did you know that your phone is a radio you can tune in to WDIY anywhere on the go with WDIY's phone app download for free from the Apple or Google store and your phone will become your trusted radio The easy-to-use app lets you listen to WDIY on your phone live and access your favorite music shows on demand. Download and share the WDIY app with your friends and family and introduce them to many choices, real voices. WDIY members have exclusive access to our weekly member ticket giveaway. That's a new drawing every week for the best events the Lehigh Valley has to offer. Concerts, festivals, film screenings, theater performances, and more. Last year, WDIY gave away over 2,000 tickets to our members, so don't miss your chance. Become a WDIY member today. Call 610-694-8100, extension 4, or visit WDIY.org. Welcome back to Charla Comunitaria. This is your host, Audio Ortiz, and I have here with me three great, wonderful, strong women And we already spoke to Delia and Anna, Delia Marrero and Anna Smith. And now we're welcoming to our show, Rachel Leon, City Councilwoman, Bethlehem. Thank you. Rachel, welcome to Charla Comunitaria. Thank you. It's great to be here. Rachel, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, so, like 
Anna and Delia. I was born and raised on the South Side. Uh, like Anna, I left, but she left for college and I left for the military. We should have switched that at some point. I would have preferred college. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I love my time in service. But I left for the military, served for about 10 years, um, lived in Virginia, and then lived in Hawaii for four years where I was I was the head of a nonprofit down there and then came back home. Kind of like everyone who's going through these life transitions, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life. My mother was watching me kind of toss around do I want to pursue anything with my military background or what's what's next for me? Um, and she suggested that I go to Northampton Community College. And that was a, a big jump off for me going to Northampton Community College is kind of what set me on the track of where I'm at right now. But Rachel, your parents, uh, you tell me you're talking about your parents and that's a support system that you have here. But you you have your family. Tell me more about your family. So I've been married for 18 years to my husband, Dwight. We met at 19, got married shortly thereafter. Um, I have my son, Joshua. He's 12 years old. Um, so that's my little family. We have multi-generational living, so it's me, my mom and my dad, Google and Evelyn, who are the most amazing people in the whole wide world. Fight me on that. That's I'm not going to fight you because <laughs> I, I know those two, and they're wonderful, wonderful they people. They are. They're, they're amazing. They're, they're just like Anna was talking about her parents. They're, they're the generation that came before us of all these people who, like, really put this spirit of, I don't want to say service, but this spirit of, like, care in the community, like in all three of us, Delia's grandfather. Yeah. It gave you that responsibility, that feeling that you're responsible as well as the next person, because we are all together in this. I mean, it's not just like Delia, Anna, Rachel, Aurea. It's everyone that lives in a community. They're all responsible for making that community better. And you decided to go to city council. How was your experience in how is it going and what are you doing there? <laughs> um, <laughs> Delia's laughing. I just, that needs to be on the record. <laughs> um, Delia? <laughs> well, what, what you were talking about with community is like one thing that Delia and I were talking about yesterday is that we're just part of the community. We are not the voice of the community. We are a voice in our community and every voice needs to be heard. And one of the strongest voices in the community is Olga and when she was done with council, moving on to the next things that she had to pursue in life, she talked to me about city council. And she was a big driving force behind why I ran. Actually, she's the whole driving force behind why <laughs> I ran, if I'm being honest. It's been challenging. I, I, there's no two ways about that. It's, it's a challenge if you want to create change. Unlike Delia, I don't know the word no. That, that comes from my time in service. You don't get to say no. Um, so getting into a role like this and not having those definitive boundaries really makes it difficult to focus on the most important thing. Um, that's why it is so important to have a support system around you that keeps you focused on what is the most important thing. If not, you'll get completely, I don't want to say dragged down, but you'll, you'll get so caught up in, in the day-to-day -day and everybody's fires because everybody's very important and, and seeing them where they're at in their place of need is extremely important. But I'm not always the best person to help in that situation. It might be outside of anything that I could do as a council person. But because I have a strong support system, I can just connect them to the next person and be like, well, I, I can't help in this situation. Not because I don't want to. I deeply, deeply want to. But it's just outside of anything that I know how to do. Um, so it's been incredible 
I, I serve on council with incredible women. It's given me access to information that is has helped me share with the community and get other people involved. So I, I definitely don't regret it. it. It is challenging. If you want to do it well, it is very challenging. But I do have so many people around me that are just in my corner and, and helping me along the way. It's definitely not a one-person show at all. No, and, and it's an opportunity for young people because you're young. <laughs> and to be part of, of that difference in our community, to be part of like making Bethlehem better, more equality in the process, bringing new things to the city, being like having people being accountable, because that's like where you say having like the time to say no, you're not gonna no, you're not gonna build that over there. No, I don't think so. That takes power. And sometimes, you know, in city council, I've, I've been in, in, in a meeting and I was part of a school board and I understand where you're coming from because many of us that we serve uh, or, you know, that we, we try to these positions, it's not like you have for a career. <laughs> it is because you went and saw something that needed to be changed and that you saw it as something that needed to be better. And you think, okay, I want to be that person, and that sometimes they're pushing you to <laughs> go over there. Because you will not, on your own, you will not dare to do that because I will go back to Anna and say, you know, am I capable of doing this? Am I, you know, would I be successful in doing this? Will I make a difference? You know, all, all three of you are making a difference. All four of us, let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. We are making a difference. Even, I don't care, I used to care a lot over oh, what they're saying and, it's not what they say about you because it's like Anna said, and again, 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 in this quote, it's not about you. Like, you know, some people like you would say, oh, but look at that lady. But what really angers me is that there are women. When they see women in position of leadership, let's help them out. Let's not just drag them down. Okay, she might be doing something wrong. Let me go and give her an advice. Look at what she's doing at her work. But with a positive criticism, not with a, let me pull her down or something. So I see where you're coming from because I, I also been in, in position, in that type of position. But I'm very, very proud of what you're doing, being a young person. And, like, and, and it's not easy going in those city councils and whoa. <laughs> Thank God that I'm not part of that. I don't have to do that. But I thank you for your service in, in that aspect. In, in with your children, how old are they? Well, I only have one, and it's, it's Josh, and he's 12 years old. Oh, he's big. Yes, he is. He is 12 years old, but he looks like he's 18. He's so big. <laughs> I, it's all happening way too fast. You know what, what is so amazing that I'm reading here and trying to tell uh, our audience about the wisdom and strengths of women leadership and how they join together because I see you join together and how they support each other. You are an example of it. This is off air that we were talking about, you know, marshals. <laughs> when I, when I, you see what I said, marshal, that's the key word to make them laugh. But I want you to explain why I say marshals to the audience because it unites you in some way. <laughs> let's, let's talk about some backstory to marshals first because I didn't shop at marshals, but Delia has 
told me multiple times that I need to put on a better face <laughs> because I show up in ripped face. <laughs> I, show, I show up in ripped jeans and t-shirts to everything and she always reminds me that I need to be a little bit more presentable but you know it's he, he got to what Your is face it? Is a, lovely. A, I did not say that. <laughs> I did actually yesterday told her before that I was like, oh, yeah, Rachel, sometimes they like to take a picture. So make sure you have an outfit picked out. It threw me into an existential crisis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so I, I didn't I would shop my mother's closet, um, which there there is a little bit of an age gap between me and my mother. Uh, so <laughs> maybe shopping my mother's closet isn't the best thing. And Deli always talks about how she goes to Marshall's. So I started going to Marshall's. I TJ Maxx. Anna goes to Marshall's. They're the yeah. same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> Anna's also in that Marshall. TJ Maxx. We all have the same jacket because of it. Because it's the same so, ladies, if you see, do you happen to see them at the-, <laughs> the problem is, I don't think we have a lot of time to go shopping usually. Uh, no. So, yeah. you, you know, maybe a couple times a year you'll find us there. But I mean, that's but one I, of the I, things you sacrifice when you yeah. are doing community work and you know have a family. <laughs> I go there often because I don't have time, and I'm like, oh yeah, I have an event. I need a whole new outfit. <laughs> yep. Buy clothes on the way to the event. Yes, there I've you go. done that several times. <laughs> now, before we go. We want each one of you to have an opportunity. But before we even, ¿qué consejo le puedes dar? That spells D-A-R, right? A la próxima generación de mujeres líderes. De aquí, de nuestro, de nuestro pueblo, de nuestro estado. Vamos a empezar con Delia, brevemente. Dime, ¿qué consejo tú le darías? Uh, I think we have to first do a better job of providing space for young leaders and getting out of their way and allowing them to be leaders. Um, so I think for me, it's, it's, I don't really have advice right now for young folks, but more so my generation, probably older is like, you have to make space for them and you have to listen to them. It's, you know, we might have wisdom from a lived experience, but the world is changing and the world is very different right now. So we have to provide that space for their voice and we have to listen to them. Anna? I absolutely agree with everything Delia said. And I think, you know, if I'm speaking to the younger generation, it's it's to trust in your own ideas and your voice and believe that they have value and are worth being heard. And if you aren't being heard uh, the first time, not to give up, um, because I think all of us um, have experiences throughout our lifetime and our career where, you know, maybe we're trying to say something and we said it wrong. We made a mistake. We weren't heard. We were misinterpreted. And I think that happens to everyone in the journey toward a position like one we might occupy. And, you know, you have to keep going in, in spite of those things. And I have no doubt the next generation of leaders will because they're they're tough. Um, they've had to go through a lot that we did in, in a very different world. And um, I, I'm looking forward to, to seeing them emerge. And, and I already see some starting to take leadership positions. And that's exciting. Rachel. I think you have to know why you're doing what you're doing. So before you decide what path to go down, get real solid about why you're doing this, why this means so much to you, um, because that's what's going to carry you through the worst of times. Um, reach out to people who are in positions like you and ask them how their worst day was, not their best day. What's your worst day like? And then make sure that you surround yourself by people who can see you through 
the worst days because community service will give you highs like you've never seen, but it'll drag you to depths that you didn't think you could sink to. And it's, but it's, it's worth it if you're solid about your why. Before we leave, that's, that, that's wonderful advice. I, I, I'm telling you young people, these are three strong women. Take that advice. And one thing that we have now is like, if you have any events that you could share with us that information. So the YWCA Bethlehem is hosting its inaugural luncheon, Courageous Healing Luncheon, where we're going to we have a keynote speaker that's going to explore the intersection of intergenerational trauma and social justice work. And we've also launched our Equity Awards. And Anna Smith is our inaugural Bridge Builder Award, which we're very excited Whoa, about to be honoring. Her Anna. Um, Anna <laughs> Congratulations. Is an exemplary leader. And I really, you know, a lot of the work I do in community is not just because of I want to do it. It's usually because Anna has brought it to our attention. Anna has organized us. So it's always, you know, I want to. I like honoring people who do the work. Um, Marta Ortiz from Linfield Community Center, who has Marta dedicated her life to, to young folks to in that, that community, in the Linfield community. And then the street medicine program from Valley Health Partners because of the important work that they're doing with, you know, unhoused and people with substance abuse. So, so, so again, it's October 25th, 20th. 11 to 1 at Ben Franklin Tech Ventures. And tickets are $65. Um, we only have about 20-ish, 25 left. So you're interested, purchase a ticket. Anna? Um, on November 16th at 4.30 p.m. at the Taste Smokers uh, right here on 3rd Street, we'll be hosting a celebration um, of all of the projects that have been carried out over the past year through our neighborhood partnership program, Southside Tomorrow, that brings together over 150 people and over 20 community organizations to implement projects that improve the quality of life in South Bethlehem. So if you're interested in learning more about what we've accomplished over this past year as a community, uh, we'd invite you to come out. It's going to be a free event um, with some appetizers and you can find more information on our social media pages of Community Action Development Bethlehem. But we'd love to have any community members interested in getting involved uh, join us that evening, November 16th at 4.30 p.m. Rachel? I don't have a specific event other than to continue to encourage people to come to council meetings on the first and third Tuesday of the month at seven o'clock. Um, I cannot express the importance of your voice being heard. Like this is democracy. <laughs> if, if you care about your quality of life, where we're going as a city and the things we prioritize, the best way to get involved is the first and third Tuesday of the month, seven o'clock in the rotunda. Um, let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and what you're passionate about so we can find the right avenue for you to be of service to your city. Ladies, gracias, sinceramente de mi corazón. Like, thank you because I know that you are busy people and that you took the time to come here. You listen to Charla Comunitaria. And this is your host, Audio Ortiz. Thank you.